Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Good morning, beautiful people. So listen, there is a war on talent right now. Yes, there is definitely a war on talent. Whether it's the businesses that I advise, the mentees that I work with intensely one-to-one, One common theme right now is how do you get talent into your business? How do you reward and ultimately get the best results from your team? So we are going to be talking today all about how you can reward and recognize your teams in a way that is going to keep them engaged. They're going to make people want to come and join your merry gang of band of of brothers and sisters, but also to make sure that you are getting the best results that you possibly can for the individuals, for their families, for your business, and for any shareholders or other stakeholders that you've got. So it is all about people. Now, I know this is obvious. However, it's so important that we recognize this. Okay, so remember when you are talking about how you reward and recognize people, it is not always about money. That is one aspect, but it is not the only aspect. So what I am going to do is I'm going to take you through 12 areas, tips that you can actually implement in your business, in your team or in the department that you are running in order to get the most out of your people. So I'm going to cover a lot. Um, And as I say, this is so important because there is this war on talent right now. Um, And actually, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're in a service-led business, a production business, whatever it may be, manufacturing, you know, people are at the heart of any good business. So when we recognize that and we reward and, and actually do the best by our people, you will get the best results for your customers and for the business and everyone involved. So that's why it's so important right now. So grab a pen and paper if you haven't already. Point number one. Okay, I'm going to cover a lot. First thing is get the right people on the bus, get them sitting in the right seats and make sure that everyone is facing in the same direction. Okay, so get the right people on the bus sitting in the right seats and facing in the same direction. Now, this is just an overarching concept, right? Super simple. You've probably heard it before, but actually, you know, it makes a lot of sense. So that's the point number one. Point number two, having a common purpose, a vision and a mission for your business that every single person can get behind is going to mean that you are all facing in that same direction and really going for it. Now, I see all the time mission statements and strategies and vision, etc. And very often they can be quite generic. So it's so important that you niche down, you understand why do you exist as a business? Why do you exist as a team? 
know, what is it that you're here to do? How do you make the lives of your customers better and the lives of your people and ultimately their families? So common purpose that everyone can get behind. And now within that, it's not just the big picture stuff, uh, which is important, but every single person needs to know the part that they play in you know, the, ultimately the purpose of the business, the reason why and where you are heading, because it's so important to actually be able to connect the big picture vision piece with the practicalities of the, you know, the people in your business that are facing the customers day in, day out. Because if you don't connect those two parts, you will end up with, you know, quite frankly, dissatisfied members of your team, results that are only mediocre, and actually you're not going to get the best for anyone. So you've got to be able to connect the dots between a really simple, clear, big vision and picture for the business and for your customers but also how that connects to every single person in the organization, whether you're the cleaner or the CEO. Remember, every single person has value and every single person contributes to that overall big picture. So common purpose. Point number three, linked to that, you need clear and aligned goals and KPIs for the business that then translates down into the individual. So, you know, have you got, for example, maybe some thoughts for you to, to um, ask yourself, have you got a five-year plan, a five-year vision and a business plan for your business, for the department that you run? Do you know what your budget is and your targets are for the particular year that you are in? And have you then broken that down into what that means for every single individual person on your team. Because when you do that, again, it's linked to that aligning the purpose to make sure that goals and KPIs are also fully aligned. So that's point number three. Point number four, organization structure and role profiles or job descriptions, you might call them. You know, so very often organizations will go through lots of different phases. It could be a startup phase. It could be a scale up phase. You might be preparing a business for sale. You may have merged or acquired another business. So you tend to find businesses will evolve and change over time as they naturally go through a cycle. And sometimes, you know, in particular, the last few years, a lot of businesses have had to retrench, have had to actually shrink in order to survive, ready to then grow again. So you get these sort of, you know, highs and lows in business business life cycle, if you like. And the organization structure and the roles within it need to also flow. So what you might find is that the organization structure you have today may actually be quite different than what you actually need going forward. So having an organization structure every now and then, I would recommend probably at least once a year with your team. Have a look at the organization structure. Does it still make sense? Have you got the right people in the organization? Have you got right people on the bus, as I was saying? And ultimately, are they sitting in the right seats? So do you have clear job descriptions, clear role profiles for each of those roles? And have you got the right people in those roles? This is also a chance for you to identify any gaps. Now, you might say, well, why is this linked to rewarding and remunerating people? Well, let me tell you how it actually you know, plays out in reality. If you have got a dysfunctional organization design and people are not clear what they're going to do, they are not going to feel satisfied, valued and actually part of a team. So this is why it links very much to how you get the best out of your team. 
Right, point number five. I did tell you there's a lot to go through. <laughs> I'm rattling through these really fast, and there's a huge amount of detail. We could do an individual video, an individual, you know, podcast episode on each of these actually. But this is just to really give you some food for thought, so that you can go away and actually apply this to your business, etc. Or wherever you're watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, then you know, please do subscribe. If you're listening to this on the podcast, then fantastic. That's great. Please share with all your friends. And if you're not following me on Facebook, my Facebook page, please do that because that's where I share content like this, which quite frankly, I put out just to help you guys. So that's um, where we're up to. Point number four. I'm losing my track now. Okay. Number five, policies. Sounds a bit dull, doesn't it? Um, I don't know if you've ever uh, in your business, oh God, you know, the bloody company policies, what a dry subject. But you know what? It's really important. And, you know, the areas that you might want to think about here are, you know, things around what do you do? What are your policies around diversity, equity and inclusion? What are your policies around sustainability? mental health, um, community impact projects, etc. So having a lot of, you know, proper policies in place can not only ensure that you're doing the right thing, but it also means that you attract talent into your business. As I said at the start, there is a war on talent right now. And, you know, it's not just a case of you hiring talent and retaining talent, but actually the individual, those talented people are in demand and they have a choice where they actually work, which which business they get involved in. And the type of policies that you have, are you progressive or are you, or actually are you standing still in today's world when you need to be on the front foot with some of this stuff? So point number five, your policies. Number six, package. Now, I started by saying that, you know, to reward and remunerate and, and recognize your people, it is not all about money. And that is true. I've just covered a huge amount of other aspects that also impact how someone feels working in your organization or business. But the reality is we all have our bills to pay, right? So package is is also important. It's not the only thing, but it is important. So by that, you know, you want to make sure that you are rewarding and remunerating your people fairly. And it needs to be in a way that actually drives the right results and the right behaviours. Now, there are a huge amount, as I say, we could do a whole episode on this alone, but just to give you a flavour and to think about, you know, there are various aspects of a package for someone, how you reward and remunerate them. Some of this sounds very obvious, but this might also give you some ideas as to how you can look at things slightly creatively as well. So salary, your base salary, Bonus or maybe commission. If someone is in a, a sales type role, often it's a commission led uh, bonus structure. In a, in a more of a leadership or a management position, it may be a bonus linked to the company uh, KPIs and the results they're trying to achieve for the budget. Some of those could be short or long term, by the way. So you may have a bonus which is all about delivering the numbers for this this month, this quarter, this year, but you may also have a, a longer term bonus, which is around driving the strategy and delivering against the long term plan for the business. You may also have one off bonuses for specific projects. So let's say, for example, 
Say you were going to buy another business, you might have a team of people working on that acquisition. And if they're successful, you may give them a one-off bonus to say thank you for all their extraordinary efforts during that particular time. That's just one example. Or you might be launching a new product, which actually needs a real push from the team. So you might do a one-off bonus for things like that. Okay, so there's other things to the package. Car or car allowance. Um, annual leave entitlement. You know, people really value their, um, their their personal life, don't they, and their time with family and friends. So what's your annual leave entitlement? Is it a bit stingy? Um, is there an option for people maybe to buy extra days holiday, for example? That's often a good way that it really gets people, you know, behind giving them the choice, if you like, of their package. What about share options? Is there an opportunity for you know your your employees to own a part of the of the business? You know, do you want to give equity? You know, so for senior team, senior members of the team, you may decide actually you want them to become you know more more um, uh, shareholders in a bigger way, for example, with a, with a you know an equity slice. Relocation, you know, you might be asking your team to move all over the world. How are you rewarding them for that? Are you covering their living costs, travel costs, etc., travel expenses, long service awards? So as you can see in this point number six around package, there is a lot that you can do. And the base salary is just one aspect. And as I say, you need to benchmark every so often to make sure you're competitive in the market. Now, that could either be if you're in a large organization, OK, then, you know, that benchmarking exercise would possibly be done by an external provider or by your HR um, team. If you're in a small business, that could be as simple as actually just having your ear to the ground of what's going on locally. So, you know, benchmarking, it doesn't always have to be a big formal thing, but you need to have your finger on the pulse as to, you know, what packages are out there for people that you're trying to attract and keep in your business. Okay, point number seven, regular performance reviews. So you should be having conversations, career conversations and performance conversations with your teams on a regular basis. Now, formally, at least once a year, but I would recommend minimum twice a year and ideally quarterly. And then you should be having monthly one-to-ones. Now, the monthly one-to-ones will be much more informal, right? Um, but it's not about necessarily all of the day-to-day tasks in the world, but it's more around how that person is doing. What are the things on their mind? What are their career aspirations? How can you help and support them as, as, their, as their boss? So regular performance reviews. What I see a lot of businesses getting wrong is they, fit, they treat this like a paper exercise. And actually, it should be an ongoing discussion. You know, when it comes to the annual review, which is linked then to the individual's objectives, KPIs, and possibly what they're going to get paid in their bonus this year, those conversations should not come as a surprise at the end of the year. You should have ongoing dialogue. So regular performance reviews, so, so important. And it also allows you to get to know your your people better. They may have things going on in their personal life, which is impacting their performance, either positively or negatively. So, you know, when you actually have that close relationship with each, each person that reports into you, you have a much better way to be able to treat them as individuals. And at the end of the day, let's face it, What do we want to be treated as? Individuals. We want to make sure that we make our people feel like they're being listened to and recognised. Okay, number eight, career development plan. So every single person should have a career development plan. You know, no matter how simple that may be, 
Uh, you know, where do they want to go? Do they want to get promoted? Are they happy in the role they're in, but they just want to do a little bit more? Maybe they're at a stage of their life where they actually want to do less and maybe go part time, etc. So career development plan for that individual allows you then to support them with their growth and their objectives. And that could be a whole bunch of stuff. And again, what I see a lot of businesses making a mistake about is that they think this is all down to budgets, a training and development budget. It is not always down to that. Yes, of course, if you can afford to put people on training courses or to get professional qualifications, whatever it may be, that is great. But there is also a lot you can do as well, which doesn't cost a lot of money or any money. So, for example, you could actually have, you know, people shadowing other people in in their department or another department to learn a new skill. You could actually, you know, job share or have placements in certain departments for, say, a month or a couple of weeks or whatever, so that someone learns a new area of the business. You could have internal mentoring or coaching, you know, so that actually there's a support network. All of those last ones don't really cost any money. Um, so, yes, it's great to have a budget to be able to do training and development, but it doesn't always have to be that. So partly, one, have the conversation in terms of what people's aspirations are, and two, support them with their growth. And there's lots of things you can do. Okay. And as I say, mentoring and coaching. Hey, listen, I'm a massive advocate. I've always had mentors and coaches throughout my entire career. You know, when I, whether I was in the corporate world as a CEO going into the boardroom, I had a, you know, a coach to support me with that. At the minute with my property business, which I run with my partner, Chris, we have a mentor, um, Rob Moore and Mark Homer, who help us because they're experts in that field. And as you know, a lot of you will know that I actually mentor people to scale up and grow their business and careers. So I'm a mentor myself to make sure that I can support people with their growth objectives. So, and in fact, if you're interested in that, just um, drop me a message. Right, number nine, social events. So, you know, hey, team away days, conferences, beers in the office when it's someone's birthday or an anniversary, all that kind of stuff. It shows goodwill. But the thing is here with this sort of stuff, if that's all you do and the fundamentals of all the other points that I've gone through are not there, that's like putting a sticking plaster on a broken arm, right? It is not going to go far enough. So, yes, great to do the social stuff, but do not forget that that is just one aspect. So, yes, get the team together, have some fun, recognize people in that way. And, and it will go a lot, it will go part way. But if your foundations are not correct, um, then, of course, it's only going to go so far. So just remember that. OK, point number 10. What's the environment like? You know, so again, over the last few years, the environment that we work in has changed, hasn't it? A lot more flexible working, et cetera. But what's the if people are in an office or in a location or in a factory or whatever it may be, you know, is the space conducive to actually creating the right team spirit, the right results for the business? You know, if you ever go into the Google offices, in particular, the ones, you know, like near King's Cross or whatever in London, they're pretty cool. You know, they've got sleep pods. They've got really funky kind of games area. They've got, you know, fresh fruit that people can just help themselves to. The environment is conducive to innovation um, and to actually allowing people to express themselves. So what's the environment that you're creating? Is it cold? Is it drafty? Are people sitting there with jumpers on in winter because it's so so cold, but they're boiling hot in, in summer? You know, this kind of stuff. Think about the environment you're creating for your people to make sure it's comfortable, inspiring, and is going to bring the best out in them. Right, number 11. I've got two more to go, people. So just hang in there. Communication. You can never over-communicate. Even if you have nothing to say, still communicate. 
Um, so, and this goes really from the top right the way down, right? So, obviously, people need to know on in the business what's going on at the top in terms of the big picture. They want to hear from the CEO or the MD. They want to actually physically be able to engage, you know, rather than have this sort of isolated person in an ivory tower. So that's important. But also, you know, one-to-ones, um, online kind of messaging options, being able to to communicate every single day, maybe with a, a huddle in the morning around, you know, what the sales targets for the day, whatever it may be. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You can never communicate enough. So just always think, how can I do more make sure that everyone is is all on the same page. Comes back to that thing I said at the start, get everyone on the bus, get the right people on the bus, sitting in the right seats and all facing in the same direction. And the best way you can do that, as well as all the other things I've spoken about, is to communicate in the right way. So effective communication. Number 12, this is my last point, although I could have another 10, but I'm going to stick with 12 because there's a lot here recognition of high performers. So it's so important to say thank you. Say thank you to your people on a regular basis. Now that could just be an ad hoc conversation in the lift with someone. Try and remember people's names. It makes people feel valued. I know it's a small thing, but honestly, it makes a big difference. But, you know, if you can recognize people that are going way and beyond, they're performing well, you know, that's going to set them out also is going to inspire other people. You want to do it in the right way, of course, but recognising your people, saying thank you often means so much more than a lot of the other things. It's a simple thing. It's a human interaction that we're looking for. So listen, loads there. I'm conscious I could talk forever, but I am going to shut up. (laughs) So if you're watching this um, on the live, then great. Give us a like and a share. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, Brave, Bold, Brilliant, and you maybe you're listening to this as a podcast episode, then please do. Honestly, it makes such a difference to me when you do that because it allows me to be able to give as much value as possible to as broad a set of people as as I as I can. So it does make a difference and I really appreciate you. So loads there for you. So whether you are leading a business in a corporate role, a manager, or whether you are, you know, even just as a part, a member of a team, every single one of you has the power to actually influence, implement, or take action against all of these areas. So please, you know, make sure that you do. It will bring the best out of your people. It will lead to the best results that you can. And it will make you enjoy everything a lot more through the process as well. So whatever you're doing today, remember, it is by being brave and bold that you will unlock your brilliant. So there are no limits. Please just go for it and take care, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review. 